Hello, this podcast is sponsored by Now Alchemy. Now Alchemy is an amazing company that has formulated the most powerful substance in our body that was taken way back in the Egyptian era known as the food of the gods. Not only does it bring in balance, happiness, and increase your intuition, it decalcifies your pineal gland, which opens up your third eye and increases your light body, allowing your consciousness and your awareness to be open and aware of everything that is going on. The high-level mineral source, which we need today on our planet, is so important. With the fact that the earth itself has been overturned so many times with all of the farming industries, that we do not have access to the rich ormus that is available in this planet. And thanks to now alchemy, we do. We now have the sustenance that our body needs that is brought in from the Himalayan mountains and the Dead Sea. Ormus, which is powerful energy source that moves through your body and brings together a whole synthesis of information to every part of your body. By bringing this mineral source, you are nourishing your body at a cellular level. I love the company for what it stands for and its ethics. And it has been a sponsor of Ancient Wisdom Today podcast since the beginning. And that's why I always ask the tribe to support the sponsors who are sponsoring this show because I go through each of the sponsors with strong ethics and integrity to make sure that whatever they are bringing forth is in align to the planet and into you and for all of us so that we can grow and have health and wellness in our lives. Ormus's company spends a lot of time with advanced scientists, naturopaths, and doctors and herbalists to formulate a sourcing technique that brings in the highest quality of organic ingredients from the most mysterious and desolate countries in order to bring the magic in the bottle, which is Ormus. Now Alchemy is not just for health and wellness community, but for all people seeking to become their greatest version of themselves. And I've been taking this product for many months, and it has been such an addition to my shamanic love that I bring to the world. And how I bring love into the lives of people is by keeping myself healthy and happy and lifted and shifted. By bringing the highest source of minerals in my body, I am able to hold a high vibration of energy and light when doing healing work or when I'm speaking to large groups of people and when I'm here lit and doing Ancient Wisdom Today podcasts. So I invite you to experience the amazingness of Ormus. They have so many powerful selections that you can choose from, from 24 karat gold Ormus to Shilajit to nano-enhanced CBD to Elysium, each bringing a different blend of energy to your body. And I honestly say that this company is really changing the lives of people. Ever since I've mentioned them and shared them with all of the people in the tribe, I've been getting letters and letters of people's lives that have been changing. And not to mention the fact that those who have had suffered so many times from PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, confusion, fog brain, and all of these other symptoms that have been plaguing us because of the onslaught of aggressive energies on our planet, by taking Ormus, these things are cleared, neutralized, and allowing you to have more balance and groundedness in who you are, as well as enhancing your mind so that you're able to think clearly and have a stronger focus. You can get Ormus by contacting www.nowalchemy.com 
www.nowalchemy.com. That's www.nowalchemy.com. And if you use the code SHAMAN, you'll get 11% off every purchase you make. I'm so happy, tribe, that we are putting beautiful things in our body because putting beautiful things in our body is putting beautiful things in our mind and our spirit. And that allows us to shine and radiate our truth in this world as leaders. I love you. Enjoy the share. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a sixth generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And I am happy and filled with so much bubbles and joy and and stars and sparkly hearts and all kinds of beautiful things and pink rainbows and unicorns and dancing fairies because I'm in studio with my long-term dear friend who is so like like enmeshed in my heart and my soul and love with all of my being, Kate magic. Now, I don't know about you and if you believe in magic, but I believe in magic and I definitely believe in Kate Magic. Kate Magic um, is an amazing woman and in her own right for so many reasons. And not just one, because she's an amazing mother, but also because of the fact that when we first met, she's the one who got me into eating raw and getting into that raw space and really starting to care about my body where in before I wasn't at that space of like really looking at what food was doing and how it was affecting me and so forth. She's been a beautiful friend for so many years, has written amazing books and has really touched the lives of so many people worldwide with her knowledge of raw food and raw cooking and raw desserts. And let me tell you, this woman has a plethora of knowledge and information and she even hosts her own blog site and and she'll tell you all about it. And I'm so excited because I don't want to waste any more time. And I want to bring her into the studio and onto this share. Hello, Kate. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to have you. <laughs> so how did your journey into raw food begin? Uh-huh. It's actually the most common question I get asked is, why do I start? And I don't have like a good reason. Like for a lot of people that have a health issue or something happens. But for me, I just never liked normal food. I never liked the food I was given as a child. And I was always gravitating to the healthiest things that were available, like apple juice and muesli. Um, and I think really, you know, as you know, everything's frequency. And I think I just didn't resonate with the frequency of the foods that were around. And so as soon as I could, I started eating vegetarian and then vegetarian, I went vegan. And then as a vegan, I was eating mostly fruit and mostly salads. And I think I just resonated with that kind of energy, that kind of frequency. So it was actually in 1993, I think, when a friend told me I was a raw fooder because I didn't know what a raw fooder was. And he was like, oh, you, you're a raw fooder. You eat like a raw fooder. So that's when I made the conscious decision to be a raw fooder. But really for me, it was just intuitive. It was what felt right. It was what what felt good in my body. And there really is a frequency because 
I know that uh, I watch friends of mine who will go out and eat and they'll eat like all of this food and then they're like, God, I'm so tired. I feel so heavy. Where with me, I don't eat a lot of food. And when I do eat, it's super healthy. So I always have this lit energy and I'm always on fire. And like, especially learning from you and really understanding like, you know, even for me going to raw cooking school, but also I should say raw preparing school would be the best way of putting it because you're not really cooking anything, but you are cooking some things at a low heat, right? Prepping, yeah. Prepping, yeah. that would be the yeah. best way to put it, yeah. I want to get the words right. Uh, but what it, what, it really, what it really taught me was to just be more mindful of my vessel, mindful uh-huh. of what is going in as intelligence. Yeah, well, it's light energy. So that's the idea behind raw foods is that you have the enzymes in the raw food and when you heat food above a certain temperature, which is debatable, but it's somewhere around 45 centigrade, Uh, which is about 108 Fahrenheit, somewhere around that temperature, the enzymes are destroyed. So when you're eating raw food, the enzymes are intact and enzymes are the life force, they're the chi, they're the vitality, the prana, whatever you want to call it. So you're getting that life force energy in your food, which you're not getting from cooked food. Yeah, that's important. Do you think that people nowadays are um, turning more raw because they're more a part of the trend of it? Or are they turning raw because they really have a care for really keeping high vibration in their body and getting those enzymes? Yeah, we're in a time of accelerated evolution, aren't we? We're in a time where you just said it just now before we start recording, everything's like speeding up. And so you need to have a lot of energy to deal with everything that's getting thrown at us. Everyone's like going through stuff. just like that's what we're that's where we're at now so when you're having light food you've got that light energy in you and it's much more easy to just keep going I think with the ups and downs of life I think we've spoken about this before but for me the greatest thing out of all the benefits of eating this way is my resilience in that I can just bounce back and I have ups and downs like everyone I have stress like everyone but I just have that ability to come back from that and still be light and still be happy and still feel at ease because my body is such a great place to be my body feels so amazing that you know something happened that I don't like in my life but I still feel great I still feel really good so it's easy to just like yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel the same thing. And that's one of the things that I, I found that was really interesting about eating raw was your philosophy around it. Because, you know, the, the concept for me of dealing with all of the, the strenuous energies and intensities that I'm dealing with on a day-to-day and being able to not feel that groggy, heavy, listless energy of feeling like I have no energy mm. and I'm being bombarded by all of these outside aggressive energies mm. that are coming in. And some of them don't even have to be aggressive. It just be other people's emotions mm. that I'm dealing with constantly. Mm. It has made such an impact on my life to be able to simplify the Mm. way that my body is processing information through the food that I'm eating so that I'm able to handle energies and keep those energies going and create sustainable energy in my body versus this depleted, Mm. you know, energy that's just being taken away. Do you feel that people are on this uh, trajectory on earth right now to acquire a more healthier lifestyle or do you feel that people are following trends but they're not really engaging in the journey for themselves 
Yeah, definitely. It's a trend at the moment, but it's a wonderful trend. <laughs> you know, and I've always said, like, the hardest part about changing your diet is the social aspect. Like, it's different parts of your brain. So in your brain, you can understand all the reasons for being vegan, all the reasons why this is a good idea. But when you're actually out and you're making that choice and you're surrounded by your friends and family that eat something different or you're in a store and there's all just, like, the normal food, it's really just so easy to eat something other than the best food and go, or why did I do that? Because it's a different part of your brain that's coming into play. So the fact that it's becoming more accessible means that's so much easier for people to step into that because if you go to the store and there's some raw chocolate or some cow chips or kombucha or whatever it is and you can pick that if you're out with your friends or your family and there's vegan options on the menu and you can pick that, then that means like these changes are happening like faster and faster for people to be able to step into that. And so it's becoming normalized at the moment that's the thing of it isn't it it's becoming normalized so you can say to someone I'm vegan and they're like oh I'm vegan or my sister's vegan or my flatmate just went vegan whereas 10 years ago you said someone I'm vegan and they were like (laughs) what does that even mean (laughs) right right exactly (laughs) and what's the difference between vegan and raw so vegan is just uh, not eating animal products and raw fooders are mostly vegan. Some raw fooders do include animal products so some raw fooders eat raw dairy, but most raw fooders are vegan. Interesting. And do you feel that people are um, needing to bring this more into their lives so that they can sustain health in their bodies? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're just, we're under so much pressure at the moment. It's both physical pressure, um, just from all the toxins in the environment, in the air, in the water. There's just like so much chemicals around that we didn't have to contend with a few generations ago, like 50 years ago. These chemicals just weren't, we, our bodies weren't having to process that all the time. So there's just all the toxic onslaught. But it's also the pressure. It's also the, you know, the fast pace that we all live at. It's like we don't have the same amount of downtime. We don't have that same amount of time to just like go, go slow with things. So you've got to really be able to operate at like a high level. It's like a we're all like performers. We're all like athletes now. The way we have to just keep keep running to keep up <laughs> right right do you think do you think that people are at a point right now in their evolution where they are willing to make changes without putting so much excuse in front of it because everyone else is doing it yeah well it's kind of necessary we're at that point aren't we where it's like we it is literally change or die right now i mean it is we've got like what do they say the climate change they say we've got like three to five years i think they say and if we don't start making big changes in that time then the damage to the planet is irreversible and going plant-based is one of the biggest things you can do to just reverse the the effects of all the greenhouse gases. A lot of people don't know about that. A lot of people just live their lives and order what they want, go to McDonald's, do whatever they want to do, and not really concerned about uh, creating a place for the human species to be able to thrive on planet Earth. I don't think they understand that, that meaning of what you're saying as far as you know, how much time we actually have versus yeah. what they think we have. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's just cows is like the most inefficient way (laughs) to get food that you could possibly think of and I think it's if you look at the land in which you have to you can put two cows on this same piece of land that you can grow enough soybean I think to feed 60 people and then if you put spirulina on that land I think you can feed 200 times more people because spirulina is so 
so high in protein and so nutrient dense and if you you can go online and they have like world population clocks and you can see how much the population is growing like you can see it going up like every second the population is growing up and compared to I'm not going to statistics but I think it's compared to the 70s the population of the world has doubled since the 70s so we we just we can't we can't live on cows anymore <laughs> it's just not like it's not working it's really not working we can live on spirulina <laughs> right i like spirulina and the population is going up a lot because people are having a lot of sex and having a lot of babies yeah we're just it's exponential growth i mean spiritually they say this is a huge time to be on planet earth so all the souls are wanting to come and just like hang out and see the this big evolution evolutionary leap that we're going through yeah yeah i, I feel that as well too. i always tell people you should be happy that you're here on the planet right now because we're about to make a huge quantum shift uh-huh. and you're actually going to get to see it physically uh-huh. which is a huge paradigm uh transfer from one paradigm to the next that's actually visible and um emotionally felt uh-huh. which is where in other times in um evolution on earth you didn't see something like that until like the great barrier or the great the the meteorite came and and, cre- and fell into the oceans around the areas of like Iceland and in Greenland and stuff. So it's, 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 I, I always feel like this is a really paramount time to be alive. And I think that us staying on planet earth is a good thing. And I feel like people need to understand what it means to have these greenhouse effects. Can you speak on that more? Yeah, well, I don't know so much about it, but I I believe in what I call superhero timing. So superhero timing, when you watch the movie, right, the superhero comes at the last minute, just when it looks like everything's gone wrong and it couldn't possibly go right and the world's going to end and the superhero comes in right at that last minute and he saves it all and it all goes good at the end, right? And I think that's just like, that's how we operate somehow as humans is we, we have to wait until it's really in that day zone and then we go ah okay maybe I better sort this out like it's a wake-up call time so we got to that point now where we have to become the superheroes we have to become the superheroes and we have to go like actually it might look like everything's completely screwed right now but we can come in and we can change this and we can save this and that's that's the mentality I think is starting to grow and starting to shift because we really have hit rock bottom in terms of how we treat the planet how we treat each other you know how our leaders treat us and so it's time for us to really step into that superhero mentality and put on our capes and <laughs> yeah exactly and get the girl <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well I got the girl that's, that's, that part was, was done <laughs> and now but mostly I think it's important to really educate people on what it means to you know people don't understand that we are at a point in our evolution where it's not just about you know uh, birds migrating south or you know or uh, from the winter. It's now going to be human migration. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people don't understand what that means, and that means that wherever those human beings are, their food source isn't going to be sustainable yeah. enough yeah. for them to survive at such a populace, and so they're going to migrate to places where they can survive. Yeah, and where do we have all of these borders and systems and governmental systems that are set up? that are creating these, you know, these barriers between lines and really segregating and separating and, 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 you know, not allowing 
human beings to be able to support other human beings yeah, because yeah. they're creating such a strict uh, social system or, you know, governmental system that is saying, well, we need to protect our resources. So let them starve, let them die. And that's unfortunate. And all we really have to do is stop, you know, creating land for cows to uh-huh, graze uh-huh, on, uh-huh. right? And start creating ways that we can create sustainable ways in which to, you know, survive on planet Earth. Yeah, I think all the answers are there. Like everyone has different people have different parts of the solution. It's just the, the our leaders, our political leaders coming together to decide to implement them. I think, you know, I'm always the optimist. I'm the eternal optimist. I think we've got all that. I love that about you. <laughs> we've yeah. got all the answers. All the answers are inside of us always. And, you know, I know a lot about food. I know a lot about plants. Someone else knows a lot about free energy. Someone else knows a lot about, I don't know, transport. Like everyone's got little bits of the answers to put together. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I know a lot about spirit. And how the spirit world will operate, <laughs> which is great because it's uh, it's definitely uh, playing a huge integral part in not only just the way that we're operating and adapting, but also in the way in which we can shift into other dimensional ideas of thought and, and lifestyle because we're able to see quantumly versus linearly and yes. continue to follow that that linear train because the lit train moves in quantum levels not in linear levels so it's just nice (laughs) so tell me more so you know we we talk about um raw food but i want to go into uh what do you what are your thoughts on uh genetic modified food um i noticed the breath (laughs) i believe nature has an intelligence and i believe our bodies are part of that intelligence and there's this divine intelligence that we tap into and like we just said that intelligence has all the answers and it's all connected it's a universal knowing and that when we're looking after our guts when we're looking after our hearts when we're thinking good thoughts then we connect into that universal intelligence and if we lose if we're not doing eating the best food we lose connection with our gut if we're not loving ourselves we lose connection with our heart if we're thinking toxic thoughts we lose connection with and so by losing connection with those intelligences we, that disconnects us from spirit and so when we're looking after ourselves we're connected to spirit and anything that's anything that's messing with that is never the thought the whole thing is in the holistic mindset we're looking at this divine intelligence and how do we tap into that so everything we're doing is about stepping out of our own way so we can access what you just called the quantum you know the quantum field the quantum intelligence and the western the pharmaceutical mindset is that okay if there's something gone wrong in the body then there's there's damage it's broken and it's an interventionist method so you need to bring something in to fix it but you're not then accessing the perfect intelligence of the system you're damaging the perfect intelligence of the system and then you're causing more damage and more side effects which is why when they give you a pill then they need to give you a pill for the side effects of that pill and then another pill for that one and then people end up on 50 pills so anything that's messing with divine perfection is not like yeah like and that's just such a far far removed thing from that universal intelligence that we're talking about that is yeah it's really messing with with what works yeah because if you think about it you know like uh, i remember growing up in the 70s and 80s and i don't remember anyone talking about having an allergy to gluten or having any kind of allergies to a lot of things that I see people having allergies to. I can go into a restaurant and a half a dozen people in the restaurant would get sick over many different things. And I think, you know, I I have this whole thing that I wrote in my book that comes out um, in October, which is I talk about don't fuck with the nature code, you know? And, 
you know, it's interesting for me because I always think in shamanic ways, in shamanism, we look at everything as, as intelligent and conscious. And so if, if a strawberry is a strawberry and it's a strawberry, it's created by the source to be that strawberry. And when you go and genetically modify it or change it, you're changing the code that was already created by nature. It's almost an arrogance on our part is saying that we know better than, than the source right? It's like we're saying, oh, we know better than the source. We don't like the way this tomato um, was created. We're going to change it and genetically change it. But then the moment it goes in your body, your body is a synthesis organism. It understands everything based on code and frequency. So if something goes in my mouth, like a genetically modified strawberry, my tongue and my mouth and my saliva and my glands and everything that makes up my body system, uh, you know, reads the code from that strawberry and realizes is that the codes are incorrect because your body is aware of every code that exists. And the moment that that intelligence cannot connect with another intelligence, it creates a, a defense mechanism and sends that defense mechanism throughout your endocrine system and also into all of your parts of your body. So your body then looks at that strawberry not as a, a, a match in frequency or in code that the body knows because it's a living organism. Then that strawberry was is, is a living organism but has been modified through technology and therefore the body can't read its signatures or its coding and then begins to create all of these health problems that you see happening today such as psoriasis, uh, people having um, emphysema, people having, uh, you know, problems like cataracts in their eyes and, you know, allergies, gluten allergies, all kinds of allergies. And I mean, the list goes on, right? In high levels of inflammation, I mean, goes on and on. Why do you think that common sense knowledge is not being broadcast to the mainstream as a real like get in touch moment of reality well it's money <laughs> in a word because there's a business of sickness so i like to always tell people about traditional chinese medicine and i'm really fascinated by traditional chinese medicine i know a tiny bit of like what is basically a lifetime study but one of the things that i like to share with people is that in traditional chinese medicine you had a doctor and you paid him a regular subscription fee and you went to see him and he gave you herbs. These are the Chinese tonic herbs. So he gave you herbs and they kept you well. So people might be familiar with some of these herbs now, things like reishi and astragalus, heishiwu. So you would go to your doctor, he would give you these herbs. And if you got sick, it was seen that your doctor had failed in his job of keeping you well. And he didn't get paid until he made you well again. So it's turning the whole idea of Western medicine on its head because in Western medicine, the the doctors only get paid when you're sick. The pharmaceutical companies only get paid when you're sick. And I'd hate to even say the phrase, but they're cancer industry. You shouldn't be able to put those two words together. There should not be an industry around cancer, but the cancer industry is hugely profitable and its profits are rising every year. So there's no interest for them to find a cure for cancer. We have so many ways that we, we, un we have a huge understanding about why cancer occurs in the body and how we can minimize it and how we can lessen the risk of people getting cancer and how we can reduce the symptoms when they do get it and how we can kill the cancer cells and there's so much information and all that is suppressed and that there's this huge money-making industry around finding a cure for cancer when they know they know so full well like what are the causes behind cancer and some of the many many ways like reishi is is a good example 
Reishi is a herb which kills cancer cells. And yeah, it's just, it's a profit-making thing. So it, it's, it's the same with everything that's happening in the planet now. It's, you know, what is your intention? What is your motivation? Are you working for the light or are you in resistance? Are you holding on to what's in the past? And yet all the people in that industry are just not not interested in empowering people, not interested in, in seeing people reach their potential, reach their power. They've got, I would say, vested interest in keeping all that suppressed. Why do you think they're why do you think that? Why do you think that they want to not support us? I think it's just energy, like we're saying, is we're in a time of accelerated growth and the energy is moving very fast. And for a lot of people it's too fast and they can't keep up, so they're in resistance and they're just trying to they're just trying to hold on to what they knew, what they grew up with, what feels safe, and they can't deal with the incoming of you know, even for people like us it's hard, right? There's a like a lot going on. It's a hard thing at the moment to keep up. So so there's a lot of people that are just we just got to wait for them to die out is the way I see it. Just wait for them to die out. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because we went away from the die out and then we die out too, because we can't keep ourselves inhabitable on this planet anymore. So I think that we have to really, you know, I think all leaders, and I was saying this to a friend of mine the other day, because we were having a, a discussion about world leaders and people and so forth. And, you know, I was saying that every person right and everybody in society is creating those the value level or the power level that world leaders or celebrities or anyone has based upon how much attention or how much power they choose to give up of their own energy onto those people right and that could even just be in the way in which we're operating in our individual lives by how much we care for ourselves how much we nurture ourselves how much we actually love that that essence of who we are in our authenticity without feeling that we have to you know fit ourselves into some kind of box and live in a box mentality where we operate from a fear of looking outside of ourselves or into the unknown to see what else is out there what other capabilities or what other possibilities are out there you know and i wrote something interesting as well that I said, which I find very fascinating because a lot of doctors will make comments about me being a shaman and they'll say, oh, well, this is fake. This is phony. This isn't real, blah, blah, blah. And I always say, well, you know, it's not like I'm going into your hospital. I'm not going into your medical lab. I'm not going into your world and telling you that you're a fake and a phony or telling you how to be a doctor. So where do you get off actually telling me about the holistic world and about, you know, the health and wellness world and about shamanism and about anything in the spiritual world, where do you get off telling me that you have the right to proclaim knowledge over what I'm doing when you've never done your own due diligence or even taken up a level of aptitude of learning to be able to understand what exactly I'm speaking about or doing. You can only speculate and make assumptions based on fear-based ideas that you feel is threatening the very core of what you are, which is stuck in allopathic medicine. And I think that the fact that we, and I have a lot of respect for medicine as well, but I think that the container of conversation, the the place for us to meet and share is not yet created uh -huh. on earth in uh -huh. the way that it could be. Uh -huh. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think as well, like we're, we're taught to see privilege as like something to 
to look up to, but I think a lot of times privilege can be a curse because it keeps you, like you say, and keeps you in a certain mentality. And so people that have been just protected by the system like that, they don't, they're not able to see outside of it because why would you be able to see outside of it? So actually that privilege a lot of the times at the moment can be, can be a hindrance rather than a, rather than a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely say it's an entitlement. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that I think that there's a level of human decency to not think in the in the way of you know us versus them, but get more into the we. And it's it's unfortunate that a lot of different people are stuck in that disservice to themselves and to the planet and to everyone else because they're unwilling to see that the dollar and money that they're making off the backs of those who suffer and die and go through horrible, painful, excruciating um, you know situations uh, isn't worth you know having the the Maserati or having the Lamborghini or the flashy house or the flashy watch or the flashy whatever whatever it may be flashing and really begin to understand that all those things can burn in a fire and be done. But the thing that's most important than anything is the human life yeah. or life in general. Yeah. 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 That's why self-love is so important because when you love yourself, you have compassion, you have compassion for yourself. When you have compassion for yourself, you have compassion for everyone. And then when we start with compassion, you that, that you can't go wrong. <laughs> but it has to start there. It has to start with you loving yourself and then you taking that out into the world. That's like the number one thing. Absolutely. So you were on your journey. So you started you started eating raw. And then how did you become Kate Magic? Uh, <laughs> um, when I was a teenager, they that was my nickname. Well, my name was Polly then. They used to call me Magic Polly. I don't know why you'd have to ask my friends. And then um, I got divorced in 2007 and that's when I reclaimed the magic. That's when I took the magic back. Hate magic. I love it because, you know, you are pure magic, I have to say. You are magic. I remember the first time I met you, you had on these pink high heels, I think it was, with some candy on it. Was that, is that right? Oh, I had like a, what do they call it? Like, um... I forgot what they call it now. Like a corset. I had a corset with like cupcakes on. Was it that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you also had like the shoes. Okay. And it was like pink, but it looked like there's... Oh, irregular choice shoes. <laughs> yeah. What, what was what was that? Yeah. I, yeah. They had like little ice creams on. Yeah, the ice creams. And I was like, oh my God, I love her. She's my, she's in my tribe. I love her. <laughs> she's amazing. So I think that's really great. So what do you... How, so what would you say to someone who is like, I could never go raw... I could never, I could never do, live that life. Um, what do you think is some of the biggest misconceptions about going raw? Yeah, so um, I think when you're vegan, like you have to not eat animal products. If you're vegan, you eat eggs, you're not vegan. But I think with raw, it can be a lot more fluid than that because of how raw food works in the body. So to me, someone who eats, someone who has the intention of eating more than 50% raw on a daily basis, that's a raw fooder. Because if we said raw fooders is only people who eat 100% raw, basically there isn't anyone. There aren't any. It's a myth. There's a myth of the 100% raw. 
So it's just having the intention and because of how it works in the body, if you're eating more than 50% raw on a daily basis, you're going to be getting the benefits. So a lot of people just decide to include raw at every meal. So you can keep what you're having for breakfast. If you like having your avocado toast for breakfast, just have a smoothie alongside it. If you like having a sandwich for lunch, just have a salad alongside it. Like just have raw at every meal. Or a lot of people do what they call raw till four, where they eat raw all day. So breakfast, lunch is raw. And then you have a cooked meal in the evening. Usually the evening meal is like the most sociable meal when we eat with other people. That's the hardest one to kind of separate yourself out from. So for a lot of people at work, they'll do a raw breakfast, raw lunch, and then the evening meal with the family, they'll just eat a cooked meal. So as long as you're getting more than, by quantity on the plate, more than 50% raw, then I would say you're going to be getting the benefits. And because the whole thing of it for me is that you're listening to your body, you're learning how to tap into that divine intelligence, that limitless intelligence, then when you start doing it right, you want to do more. So if you're feeling good and you're feeling energized, then you want to keep feeling good and energized. And if you're feeling low energy, then that's when we get sucked sucked into like more unhealthy spirals of like comfort food and comfort eating. But if you feel, if you, if you, so if you say to yourself, okay, if I was saying now you've got to be hundred percent raw and people listen going, okay, I'm going to try and be hundred percent raw. And then they didn't keep to it. And then you feel bad because you failed it. And then you start eating other stuff. If I'm saying go and be 50% raw and you do that and you feel really good and you're like, wow, I'm really loving eating 50% raw. I'm going to eat a bit more tomorrow. So then you're actually listening to your body and you're coming from a place of self-love, not being harsh on yourself, but it's always about compassion and always like people can get really hung up on their diets. I was talking to someone last weekend and she was telling me and, and I was like, it's such a tiny thing. Like she was really getting upset. And I was like, really, there's like so many more things in the world that you could get upset about. And you're a beautiful person and you look beautiful to my eyes and you eat really healthy relatively. So to beat yourself up over these little things is just like there's no achievement in that at all there's no point in that so it's always compassion and if you if you end up eating a bowl of pasta or some ice cream or some cookies or something that you didn't intend to eat but you just end up eating it just there's no help at all in beating yourself up it's always just compassion and love yourself and as long as what you're doing is well with self-love then you're going to find your way and find your own but it's that's that's where it comes in that's where the magic comes in is you listen to yourself and you really start to hear this is what i need this is what i want and that's that's how you grow your magic And I love that. Grow your magic. That's beautiful. So, so you, so you, what I love about your philosophy is that you don't tell people to be extreme because a lot of times I've heard other raw people say, you got to go all raw. Right. And then what happens is some of my friends will go and do it and then they'll fall, they'll fall from it yeah. because they don't stick to it. And then they're just like, instead of doing any of it anymore, now they're just completely against it. Um, you know, because they built up this kind of feeling of guilt and that they couldn't do it. So yeah. now they just created a bigger wall and barrier. Do you feel that people are just in the part of how they are too extreme and too many things right now? Like, because I see people doing like yoga and they have to have like the yoga pants, the yoga mat, the yoga bottle, the this and that and the other. It's just very, very, very intense. Yeah. You know, uh, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, it's a spiritual journey and you have to be authentic with it. And in the beginning, because you're not in touch with your spirituality, then maybe people feel like it's necessary to put these like 
rigid rules around it because they want to be in that place. But actually, spirit is gentle, right? Spirit is ease, spirit is gentle. And like I said, the one of the big things I've learned is it's light. You've always got to be light about everything. Like, just let it go. Just like, it's always about... <laughs> the thing is, everyone wants to do it because they want to feel good. Like, we're in this really stressful world. People feel stressed a lot of the time. They have anxiety, they have low energy, they have fatigue, and they want to feel good. So that's all you've got to do is you've got to put yourself in that place of feeling good and if you're doing your yoga and that feels good then you're doing the right thing but if you feel like staying in bed then that's the right thing to do like when I'm coaching I keep coach women a lot of women and a lot of times the advice is just stay in bed a bit longer like sleep more rest more they're like should I be doing this should I be doing that and you're looking at what everything they're doing they're like no you just need to chill out yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, I think a good chill out definitely is very needed as a as a as a Kate Magic RX. You know, it's like so. What is your problem? You're having this thing. Just chill out. You know. Oh, what you're having? You're having high levels of anxiety. Just chill out. But no, it's true. I think a lot of people don't know what that what it means to make ease in their life. I don't think people understand what that is. And I think what happens is people get so caught up in the need to actually accomplish something, to achieve something, in order to be valued and seen and loved. Loved, that they bypass their own system. I mean, I catch myself doing it myself. I'll come to a point where I'm flying to this country, to this country, to this country, talking on this thing, talking about this thing, doing this workshop, seeing this person privately, you know, dealing with this press thing, dealing with that press thing, and then flying back to another country and doing another interview. And there's just so much happening in, one, in, in any one given time that I begin to stop you know, seeing and caring for myself and acknowledging myself and nurturing myself. And I start going into what I call this guilted neglect. And for me, what that means is I go into neglect and then I feel guilty for the fact that I'm even in the neglect. And then I keep circling around that same cesspool of nonsense. And really what it's asking me to do is just go and lay down. Instead of feeling guilty that I'm laying down because there's someone who's writing me on Instagram who's going through some serious situation and needs me to be there for them. It's about kind of stepping and pulling back and and like you said, just chilling out. Yeah, and protecting your energy. Self-preservation. One of the things as well is I feel like as humans, we love to give. Like we're told that maybe we're selfish and individualistic, but I really believe it's human nature to give. That is what we love to do as humans. We love to give. And so I always try and approach every situation with what can I give, not what can I get out of this situation, not what can I take. And also, if we're talking about magic, the more you give because of the law of attraction, the more the universe gives to you. So if you're going after things, you're coming from a place of lack. But if you're try- if you're coming from a place of what can I give, then the universe always has to give and that's how you live in abundance so I try and always approach every situation what do I have to give in this situation and because of that mindset then I always have to have something to give so if I feel I haven't got something to give I'll stay at home I'll rest I'll relax I'll chill I'll conserve my energy I'll protect my energy until I go whereas if we like I have to get because if we come from a place of lack then we're like oh, I need this or I need to go to this party so I can meet these people or I need to put myself in this situation because I I need to improve myself in this way. Whereas if we're coming from the sense of I'm perfect, I'm whole, I'm enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> and now what can I give? Right. So, so we fill up our own cups first rather mm-hmm. than looking for other people to be filling it up always. We fill up our own cup and I won't do anything unless I feel full. If I don't feel full, I'll just stay at home and fill myself up a bit more. 
I love that. I, you know, I always say to, uh, to the tribal members, get full, right? Get full, which means fill yourself up, get full. And then what comes over the overflow, that's what you give away. Yeah, yeah. And also when you're in that place, the universe just, that's when the universe brings its miracles. When you just stop and go, I'm going to look after myself and I'll just allow whatever the universe wants to bring in, it will come in. And the universe is like, whoa, you're vibrating really high. You've got a really good frequency right now. We'll give you this little treat. Yeah, I like those <laughs> treats. Those treats are good. Those treats are yummy. <laughs> those treats are magic <laughs> so so okay so that's the key the first key for someone if they want to go raw is to just eliminate the extreme yeah i would say just focus on being 50 percent. a lot of times people say oh i couldn't eat raw food and then you talk to them and they eat salad every day and they eat fruit every day and you're like well you're like 34 percent raw already so you just swap out one meal or just swap out your snacks or and just like if you do i would say do three things at a time so just pick three things that sound really exciting to you so not things that sound gross if you're like oh, spirulina just doesn't sound good to me but things that sound fun like kombucha or raw chocolate or cauliflower rice I love cauliflower rice <laughs> making sushi like whatever it is and then and then swap out those three things and then like I say you start feeling better and then you're like well maybe I can swap this out as well maybe I can swap this out if you swap out three things a month by the end of the year you swapped out your whole diet but if you will go away and swap 30 things out 36 things out in one go it's not going to last no way yeah. so always it's always what's going to feel good so look for the things that feel good to you look for the herbs that feel good to you look for the things that look exciting and fun and then do that and then you find more of the fun stuff more of the exciting stuff because eating this way is no way about denial I always say I really honestly believe I eat the best food on the planet every day like I'm so excited every I don't really eat breakfast and then every lunchtime I swear to you every lunchtime I'm so excited to eat my lunch and I feel like I'm eating the best food out of anyone in the whole of London like I'm just like my and I'm loving every mouthful and then with my evening meals as well like I just like I get so excited there's no denial there's no denial like I really feel like it's so nutritious this food and because it's so alive you can just taste it you can just like the flavors just sing like in a way that cooked food can't do there's just a yeah like sometimes it literally sometimes it literally blows my mind like I'll make something and I'll be eating it and I'm like I don't know what I did <laughs> but this is just like from another dimension <laughs> <laughs> so okay so then so that person does that right and what are some of the essentials for them to start going raw that they need to have in their kitchen okay so greens the greens are the most nutritious vegetables the green leafy vegetables are the most nutritious vegetables and the three most nutritious green leafy vegetables are kale spinach and chard so that's a really good place to start um so try and get greens like with every like lunch and dinner put some greens alongside it i have a lot of fermented foods so i eat sauerkraut or kimchi um or I make my cheeses as well my seed cheeses so having fermented foods is a really good way because we were talking about the gut and the importance of having a healthy gut so having the fermented foods is like the best way you can get your gut really happy yeah that's good for microbiome yeah 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 I do a lot of sprouts as well because again, sprouts is like a whole other level of life force energy in the sprouts. So I, I love eat sprouts. sprouts. Yeah, I'm a sprout freak. Yeah, yeah. If I've got sprouts and sauerkraut and avocado, 
<laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I love actually all the salads you make me because you always put the, all of those on the salad. You make you you make these rainbow salads for yes. me, and I just love eating it because it's just all these colors I get to eat, which yes. is so lovely. Yes. So those are the essentials they should have. What about equipment? Um, well, I think you need a good knife. That's really important. So a knife that's fun to use, not a knife that's like really hard work. And I have a little spiralizer, which spiralizer is so easy to get now, but I have a little one that's like a pencil sharpener. So it's like a little hand spiralizer. They cost like $10 and you just like turn your zucchini or whatever in the spiralizer. So you don't need one of those big ones. It doesn't need to take up any space in your kitchen counter. You can just use those little ones. That's like essential. Having a milk bag, again, that takes up no space. It's really cheap to buy. So you can make all your nut milks. And also that's how I do my juicing. So you do need a good blender. Um, although the Nutribullets are really powerful those little Nutribullet so when I make my juice I blend everything up in the blender and then I strain it through the milk bag so you don't need a juicer it's much quicker and easier that way you don't have to clean the juicer afterwards um, so I'd say if you've got a little spiralizer, a good knife a blender you could just do a Nutribullet and a milk bag you can do more or less everything and then if you're going to invest in a piece of equipment I would get a dehydrator first of all rather than spending a lot on a blender or a juice or anything like that because if you've got a dehydrator when you get a raw food recipe book then you can do everything nice um, uh, yeah I remember when you when you told me to get my dehydrator it was great. I was yes. making all kinds of yummy yes. snacks and crackers <laughs> and just yummy stuff. It was just really great. So I have a question and when it comes to kale, right? Because a lot of people talk about too much kale is not good for uh -huh, you. Uh -huh. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I'm really big on you have to massage your kale. Like kale is really fibrous and it's really hard to digest. So if you go somewhere and they give you a kale salad and it's just like torn up kale, that that's really that's really not good. So that's why I think a lot of people don't like kale because they just had bad experiences with kale. So you can juice your kale. That's really good. Put it in your juice. That's a really good way to get it. You can do the kale chips in the dehydrator and then it's broken down as well and that makes it more digestible. But if you're doing kale salad, kale salad, you need to massage it. You need to massage it really well. So you put on some oil and some salt and maybe some lemon juice, but it's the salt primarily that will break down the fibers in the kale. Lemon juice helps as well. And then you just, you really like, if anyone's made sauerkraut, it's the same action, like you're breaking down the fibers with your hands. So it takes maybe like a few minutes and you're really like getting in there and trying to break down the fibers in the kale. And then it just goes all, starts going all soft and squidgy in your hands and then it's really digestible. So yeah, always massage your kale. <laughs> yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I remember once I was at someone's house for dinner and they're like, oh, we made you a kale salad, Shaman Derek. I'm like, thank you. And then I was like, ow. Oh yeah. God! Ah, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> I think I was like they had they left the uh, what was it? Um, the stems. The stems. I was like, I, I mean, I couldn't eat that. No, no. It was miserable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt bad, but you know me, I'm such a Scorpio, so I was like, I'm not eating the salad. No. It's not going to go down. It's not no. happening. It's got. I got to get this. Got to get out of here. So you got your plan. You got your everything. Got your things in the house and everything. So what else do they need in order to start? Um, bringing raw into their lifestyle. Yeah, I'm a huge advocate of superfoods. I don't really like the term superfoods because it's like a marketing term really. What we're talking about is herbs. 
so the plant herbs, the tonic herbs. So we have a lot of Ayurvedic herbs. We use a lot of the Chinese tonic herbs. I mentioned we use a lot of South American herbs, European herbs. I think interesting, we don't know a lot about African herbalism and I feel like that's a huge area that's just like untapped because we know like quite a lot about the Chinese herbs now and the Ayurvedic herbs are popular, but there's this like, must be this whole wealth of like power uh, in that part of the planet as well that we don't know about. So yeah, just small amounts of superfoods can go a really long way. So just either doing a smoothie or a milk or having them in your breakfast, in your porridge or your um, chia, whatever it is. But I always say have a green powder every day. So the green powders would be the microalgae, spirulina, chlorella or Klamath Lake algae. So one of those or wheatgrass or barley grass. If you can get fresh wheatgrass or barley grass, that's better. But if you're not having fresh, it's really good to just have dried instead because they're so powerful so have a green powder every day um, especially if you're vegan because I think that's one of the big things for people that are going plant-based is that they're not looking they're taking out the animal products and they're not looking at how they're replacing that complex nutrition and the green powders really place replace that complex nutrition I've been vegan for 30 years now Wow! <laughs> and um, a lot of people don't sustain a vegan diet and I think that's the main reason is they're not really looking at nutritional enough like that and I'm really like I do a lot of green powder I do like at least a table spoon a day of like chlorella or at the moment i'm really into um there's a company called dragon herbs uh, so am I. Yes. are you kidding no the tonic alchemy you do tonic no alchemy. you're not into dragon herbs are you yeah, really of course, of course so that's like my new hangout spot yes <laughs> so in like, santa monica yeah in yes. santa monica yes. <laughs> i'm like there all the time yes like, that's amazing yeah, i interviewed him that was the last interview i did was ron tea garden yeah, that's why I want to. I want to interview too. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you have to help me make that connection. Yes, I think his, his daughter is called Shisandra. How beautiful is that? Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that place. I love it because you can walk in and it's super easy, and they have a person who's there, and they can just tell yeah. what's going on, what's going on, yeah. and they. Just pull all the stuff off the shelf yeah. that you so need. He, he has a product called tonic alchemy which is 91 in one so it's got 91 superfoods in one bottle and it's just lovely like you take a big scoop i put it in coconut water and you're just like you're the happiest person in the i'm the happiest person in the world <laughs> when i have that i'm just like yes so you're happily sorted Yes, it's got all the green powders in, but then it's got all the Chinese tonic herbs as well and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's got fermented foods and everything. He's just put everything in it, basically. So, yes, I have a green powder every day and then I would say have an adaptogen every day. So, just quickly, adaptogenic herbs are herbs that don't have a specific effect in the body. They have an individualized effect. So, in Western medicine, we're used to compartmentalizing and saying, I'll take this for migraine, I'll take this for arthritis, I'll take this for my knees, whatever it is, and my skin, and and not looking at the root cause. So adaptogens go in the body and they help the body restore homeostasis. So whatever is the weak area in your body, they're going to help put that right. So they don't have a specific effect. They have an individualized effect. They have a personal effect to you. What's what's not good in your body, they're going to help restore that. So when you look at an adaptogen, the list of what it's good for, it looks like it's good for everything because it has different effects on different people so having an adaption every day that really helps build immunity it helps build your core energy it helps build your core strength and it really helps keep your emotions like calm and level as well so the most well-known adaptions are aloe vera maca 
the main adaptogen in Ayurvedic medicine is ashwagandha and the main adaptogen in Chinese medicine is reishi. There's like a whole bunch. There's like, that's just the tip of the iceberg. But if, yeah, I think really taking adaptogen every day is really so good for your immune system, but also just your energy levels. And this is the thing is that your mental, emotional health is actually more important has more of an impact on your overall health than your physical health. So your ability to stay calm, your ability to stay in a in a relaxed place is is having more of a bearing than the actual food that you're putting in your mouth. So when you're taking adaptogens and tonic herbs, it really helps just put you in that place of just like everything's okay. <laughs> I can cope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely know where I'm going when I go back to LA <laughs> and what what I'm going to get because that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so so these are the essentials they need to know. Is there anything else they need? Because you are the expert when it comes to raw food. Uh, I'm really big on hydration. I think, again, hydration is more important than actually the food you're putting in your mouth. So we are water. Water is an element and we are water. We are made up of water. So you have to really separate it in your mind from food. Is you know Obviously, we need food for fuel, but we need to be hydrated. Hydrating is like the number one thing above and beyond what food we're putting in our bodies. So... We need actually a cup, 250 mils, like eight ounces of liquid for every hour that we're awake. So if you look at your own sleep-wake cycle, for most people, that's somewhere between three and four liters a day, which I don't know how to do the conversion into ounces. And actually, contrary to popular belief, water is not the most hydrating thing to drink. So water acts as a flushing mechanism. Water is like a cleansing thing. So if you've been out on a Friday night and you've been partying and you get up Saturday morning and you want to flush those toxins through, drink loads of water, brilliant. If you're eating healthy all the time and you're doing your yoga and you're trying to stay calm and you're meditating, then you don't want to be flushing all that good stuff out all the time. If you're drinking water, it's just going through. So the cells in the body are made from fats and water. We're made from fats and water. So when you put information into your water, then it's more hydrating. So everyone knows you drink coconut water, it's more hydrating than drinking water. If you drink a glass of water, you still feel thirsty. If you drink a glass of coconut water, you feel hydrated, right? So when you have minerals and especially when you have fats in your drinks, then it's more hydrating. So I do a lot of milk. So like hemp milk or coconut milk or almond milk and I'll put my superfoods in there like maca or reishi. I do a lot of juice, like green juice, always green juice. Uh, I have a lot of coconut water. Um, kombucha, the fermented drinks, kombucha. Yeah, I mean, even if I'm just drinking water, I'll put something in it. Actually, last night I was having water and I put Ormus in my water. I know you're good friends with Archer as well. So I was putting the now alchemy Ormus in my water. Yes, so good. I know. <laughs> or just some MSM. MSM is really good for the joints and flexibility. So I might just put some MSM in the water, but it's really good to just or just drink all the time as much as you can drink just keep drinking but don't just drink water because that's flushing always put something in the water so your body's got something to work with and you just notice a difference if you drink a glass of green juice it doesn't go straight through you if you drink if you drink a whole like big bottle of water you just need to go to the bathroom straight away if you drink a lot of green juice your body's your body's working with that it's doing something with that and so it doesn't just pass through you in the same way you know, a lot of my um, patients that I work with who are on chemotherapy, mm -hmm. I put them on coconut water. Yeah. Yeah, I put them on coconut water. And instead of just drinking water all the time, I put them on coconut water. And they said it makes them feel so much better. Yeah, yeah. 
That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So tell me, okay, so what are your top three raw best restaurants that you find in London? Oh, in London? I'm going to go to two places. Yeah, first we'll start with London since we're here right now. Uh, there aren't really any in London. I mean, I love to name man, and it closed down. The place I go most, actually, and I go cry a lot, is Pharmacy. Do you know Pharmacy? Yeah, I go there all the time. Yeah, I, I love have like pharmacy. a permanent residence there. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> it's like right in the corner. <laughs> me and my girlfriend go there. My friends go there. We're like right in the corner. Yeah. But you know, the thing for me is that I eat organic at home, right? It's really important, I think, not to have chemicals and pesticides in your food. And most places when you go out, it's not organic. And why would I want a salad that's got loads of pesticides in and pay like $20 or whatever for that salad? I don't want to do that. So pharmacy is beautiful because it's all organic. And not only is it all organic, a lot of it they have they grow they have their own like kitchen garden biodynamic kitchen garden just outside of london and they bring it in i think once or twice a week they drive it in so it's really really good so like they don't have a lot of raw options they just at the moment they have three salads and i've eaten those salads so many times but they are always so good because it's the quality of the produce what's your favorite salad there the pharmacy salad <laughs> <laughs> the pharmacy salad i love pharmacy i'm always getting the adaptogen uh, latte latte yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but i love it it's one of my favorite places that's where i go every time i'm in london i go straight to the pharmacy yeah yeah okay what about la <sighs> Oh, well, they all closed down as well. I loved Annie Jubb's food. I really loved Annie Jubb's food. Annie Jubb has also been raw for like 30 years and her food is just so clean, but also so delicious. Uh, she had They're like, still around? No, she had live food organic. No, so what's around? What do you like that's um, around? Well, I just, for energy, like... He again, he doesn't have so much raw on the menu now, but the most beautiful spot to go to is Olak and Chef Ito because he is such a, you know Ito? Yeah. <gasps> He's such a high vibrational person. He took a vow of silence like over 10 years ago and he doesn't speak, but he doesn't need to speak because he speaks through his food and he's the most like beautiful being and he comes up to your table and he's just like this incredible and he's all his food you can tell again it's all grown in california all the produce they use in the restaurant is grown in california and they it's just you can just taste the like the it's just love it's pure love in that food and where what restaurant is this olak olak yeah yeah it's downtown but also erewhon like i was thinking a lot about erewhon today i don't know why i was just like I could just live in there. Or yeah, I'm just going to put a bed in there. <laughs> just move in. Yeah. It's just like just thinking about everyone just gets me high. <laughs> I love that. Do you know Santino Rice? Yes. I go to his restaurant. Yeah. Oh, I like that one too. Yes. I, I really like I, that I one. I love, I love. Santino is one of my good friends and, you know, he walked away from um, RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. to start his raw food yeah. restaurant. Wild, wild living foods. Wild living foods. Yeah. I love wild living yeah. foods. Yeah, But I have to always drive downtown yeah. to yeah. get it. Yeah. Okay. But well, Alex really close. So you could do like one and then the other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Iceland. Yes. I haven't been this year, which is the first time in so long. I've been to Iceland more than any other country in the world. Yeah. I love Iceland. I still live in Iceland. I was always in Iceland. Mm. What's your favorite place in Iceland? Well, they have all these, don't they? They have all these like 
you just people drive you out and they have all these like secret although they're getting less secret but these just like little springs in the middle of nowhere and you just like have a bath (laughs) in the middle of nowhere that's always the best bit when you're just like not the Blue Lagoon, because that's no, like... No, that's super commercial. Yeah, yeah, but the, the, the natural hot Yeah, springs. yeah, I go to the natural ones. Yeah. So what about as far as uh, raw food? Oh, well, of course, Sola. Yeah. Yeah. I Like I said, I haven't been there for, I think I it's Sola. like two years. Yeah. I live there. I have a permanent residence there yeah, as well, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Like right in the back, like when you walk in, <laughs> you go around in that little L shape. Yeah. I would sit right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great and where else anywhere else in the world that you've been that you that you like that you would think you would recommend to tribal members where they can get some yummy raw food mm, that's a really good question no i mean i think there's not a lot of restaurants at the moment but the, you know the big kind of wave for it was about 10 years ago when places like like i said life food organic and giuliano's and revolution and there was you know like all places all over europe but i think what what we've got now is we've got as vegans there's a lot more options and then in those vegan places there's likely to be stuff on the menu like a zucchini marinara and some cheesecake and that kind of thing so it's a lot easier to get raw food generally but there's not so many specific places i think have you been to sun cafe no people always tell me about that one you gotta try that one yeah i like that one too and Stephen mccarty's place as well i haven't been to there yet you know i forget what it's called but he is um in silver lake i think he or los feliz he does like all the rainbow cheesecakes you know no (gasps) i'll show you (laughs) (laughs) okay stars are unicorns Unicorn. Uh, dolphins or butterflies? Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, rainbows or raindrops? Rainbows. Dancing or skipping? Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> singing or humming? Uh, I've been singing a lot today. I made up a little song in the shower. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I'm always making songs. <laughs> Not just in the shower, but everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> All the tribal members know that one. Oh, Kate, I love you. Oh, thank you so much, Derek. I'm so happy. So how can, so you know, you have a couple books um, out. Tell us about yeah. your books. Yeah, so well, they're kind of old now, the books. I would go to rawliving.eu, which is my online shop. We ship all over Europe. We have the best food in the world, like I'm saying. So that's rawliving.eu. And then I have katemagic.com, which is my little site with just some interviews and articles and recipes really good recipes uh, i have a radio show on soho radio here in london and you can find that on the mix cloud they they post the shows on the mix cloud afterwards so it's mixcloud.com forward slash kate magic uh i travel not quite as much as you but i do travel a lot oh you travel um, a lot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be fooled. I mean, I know I travel a lot, but you definitely travel a lot. Because yeah. I'm like, where are you now? You're like, I'm in Hawaii. Where are you now? I'm over here. Where are you now? I'm over here. Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> you travel. You're a traveler. <laughs> um, yeah. So. And on Instagram? Instagram, Kate Magic. It's always Kate Magic. Yeah, it's easy to so find people me. go to your to your website, um, Kate Magic. They can get recipes and all kinds of stuff. Can you tell yeah. us what kind of stuff you offer? Yeah. Also, I've got a new. Well, it's not a new book. So I had a book out last year called Empowered Woman, which I just did as an ebook, and I'm releasing it as a printed book. About to in June, I hope by the end of the month. So yeah, that will be. You can get the ebook 
or you can get the printed book. So Empowered Women, it's about looking about hormones. Um, so understanding our hormones from a holistic perspective. And, and they're basically hormones are biochemical messengers. And we know it's for women, the book. So women have a tendency to go, oh, it's my hormones and just like dismiss it. And it's like, no, your hormones are telling you something and you should be listening because they have an important message for you. And actually, it's really simple. It's, it's just, you know, women's hormones are different from men's hormones. And so we just kind of just think, oh, women's hormones, if messages are different, we must be wrong somehow. We must be faulty. We must just put them in a box and not pay attention to them. So it's actually just like understanding the difference between male and female hormones and going, ah, oh, this is this is why. So for instance, one of the biggest things is uh, serotonin and men naturally make twice as much serotonin as women and men naturally, obviously I'm generalising with so many women, we're all on a spectrum, but generally men make twice as much serotonin as women and men restore serotonin twice as quickly and so women have less serotonin than men and the main way that one of the main ways we create serotonin is by talking so women literally need to talk more than men we literally need to, so this is why so often in relationships oh, <laughs> women are just like oh da, 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 da. and you know you need to go and find your girlfriends and go and chat to your girlfriends and let your guy just have some peace because that's what he needs what's going on with me because i'm such a talker <laughs> Well, we know what's going on with you. <laughs> it's the woman inside of me. Yes, she can't shut up. Yes, yes. <laughs> My girlfriend's like, oh, your woman's talking. <laughs> it's great for her because she can just talk and talk and talk and talk. We talk our, our ears off until we fall asleep. But uh, yeah, so that's brilliant. What else? So so that book, um, can they get that on your site as well? Yeah, that royalliving.eu. And what about all the other books? I love all your books, by Thank the way. You. I Thank remember you. the first time you gave me a book and I, was, I showed it to a bunch of friends and they're just like, oh my God. And then we attempted to make some things in your book didn't quite go the way we wanted it to but I've, having you as a personal chef many times in my life has been such a blessing when I, especially when I do like big dinner parties and you come in and you just blast it out and everything like you're such an amazing chef and I love you for everything that you are and everything that you do so that's what people so people can get recipes and everything on yes. your site yeah the book if they want to get a book I would go for Raw Magic which is the superfood recipe book that's yeah that's my favorite book one. yeah yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I love all the pictures you take. It's so magical. You're so magical. I mean, look at you're wearing white shoes with colorful, like, like vibrant hearts on it. It's like, that is just, is this, I mean, everything about you <laughs> is just a gift to this world. It really is. I'm so excited. So, so people can go to your Instagram, Kid uh-huh, Magic, yeah. sign up on your thing. Um, anything else you think they should? Because I want people to be able to just get more information. Is there any place where they can buy superfoods and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, we're living, we're living. Eu. So all over Europe, we ship. Perfect. Yeah. So even if they're in the states, they can get it. We don't. We're not allowed to ship to the states, but we ship all over Europe. Okay, so European tribal members can yeah, get it. Yeah, like some some international countries, some countries outside of Europe, but the state is like an insurance thing with the US and Canada. We're not allowed to. So where do people get like those superfoods in the states? Would it be um, like Whole Foods or? Yeah, Whole Foods is going to have a lot. Yeah. Air One. Yeah. Oh, Air One has everything. Yeah. But there's nothing online that they could. There probably is. I'm kind of a bit out of the loop. Um, well, you're a Londoner, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're an English girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very happy that you, you know, that you came on today share to share some knowledge with us and to really help us to to understand all the different choices we have available to us for health and wellness and to to just kind of like level up ourselves in a way that we can just get that frequency nice and hyped and stay lit 
yeah. and be able to handle all the things that are happening on the planet and be able to move with it with ease and grace. Yeah, but the most important thing is compassion, self-love. Just everything's got to come from a place of love. Yes, always. Never beat yourself up about your dietary choices. Yeah, you see, that's what I love about you. You are. I love your optimism on everything. It's so beautiful. Thank you for being Thank on this you. planet. Thank you. Thank you. All right, tribe. Well, you got the magic. You felt the magic. You are magic. So go check her out at Kate Magic on Instagram and get involved in getting her recipes and all the things that she talked about. Get her book. Her book's amazing. And uh, I, I know you're going to be very happy to add that into your life. Because remember, even if you are doing things that you feel aren't healthy, just adding a little bit, like she said, it's not about extremes. It's about adding a little bit in and a little bit in and a little bit in. And before you know it, your whole entire system, your cells and everything in your body, your mitochondria, everything in your body is going to shift and change because you made those little changes. It's like little micro jumps to huge success in yourself and the people around you. Because when you feel good, everyone else feels good. And also you can check me out at Shaman Dirk on Instagram. If you want to level up your powers, please go to my website, find out how to get involved with everything that we're doing as far as workshops or check out the Shaman School. I love you all so much. And remember, you're magic and life is magic. And as Kate says... Chill out. <laughs> See you later, alligator. Bye.